0: Hey, it's me, your dad. Before you go and have fun in the sun here on Labor Day Weekend, make sure you put sunscreen on and queue up an episode of this podcast. Before I continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. First, it is the first episode of Potterless in September, meaning that it is donation time. Here at Potterless, we donate one dollar for every member of our team over at patreon.com/slash Potterless to a different charity. And at the time of recording, we have 867 patrons, meaning that we'll be donating $867 to the Rainforest Trust. So obviously, if you've been Watching the news, there are some wildfires going through the Amazon rainforest. And though rainforest wildfires happen every now and then, some of these are man made, and it is far more so than usually happens. So, donating to the Rainforest Trust just made sense for this month. Since 1988, they have saved over 23 million acres of land, and in 2018 alone, they protected 1.28 billion trees, 125 threatened mammal species, and 79 threatened bird species. If you want to learn more about this charity, you can head on over to rainforesttrust.org. Also, we're only about a month away from Potterless and Multitude live in Boston. On October 10th, Multitude will be doing a live show at City Space in Boston. If you want more information about the show and get tickets, you can head to multitude.production/live. And that weekend, Friday through Sunday, immediately after, I will be at LeakyCon Boston. It is official. There's going to be Potterless live. It should be on Friday, unless the schedule changes. So if you are planning on going to LeakyCon for just one day, and you want that day to be the Potterless day, Friday is your day. But ideally, I will be doing events throughout the entire weekend. Those haven't been announced yet. Yet, but I'll be sure to keep you posted in future podcast intros. And speaking of bright futures, we have new patrons to welcome to the team. So shout out to masses 95 Selena Ellerman, Cassie Ten Kate, Ashley Jade, Natasha Slatten, Josie Appleyard, Inbar Lorber, Aura Miranda, Sarah Heath, Zoe Jones, Helen Fredstum, Rachel, and someone who made their patron name something that is so offensive that I can't bring myself to say it. So instead, I will just say, quote, I love basketball. A name correction for Carbon Corvid, a pronunciation correction for Lior Nahum, shout out to Callie Boldler and Laura Vorwald who upgraded their pledge, and a producer correction for Ashton Gabrielson whose name I forgot to say the past couple weeks. Shout out to our new producer-level patrons, Courtney, Victoria McCormick, Hannah Zeters, and Marik Rieger. They join the ranks of Vicky, Aaron, Jesse, Natalie, Cloud Frank, Marchismo, Samantha, Juan, Abid, Rosemary, Marie, Lisa, Romina, Kamale, Russell, Audra, Eleanor, Sydney, Rosanne, Nikita, Taylor, Ali, Amelia, Sean, Sarah, Ben, Rachel, Zachary, Orchid, Vivian, Takari, Haley, Moster, Angelina, Marie. Alex, Brian, Caitlin, Grace, Raul, Ingan, Mari, Alex, John, Noel, Tao, Emily, Robin, Will, Liz, Mariah, Brandon, Sarah, Claire, Gloria, Sarah, Patrick, Alicat, Hallie, Veronica, Kevin, Lada, Noah, Tracy, Colleen, Jennifer, Friday, Ivor, Naomi, Tyler, Summer, Heather, Vera, Kerry, Andrea, Ella, Anthony, David, Elisa, Lynn, Cameron, Justin, Christine, Jacob, Toothless, Maya, Mark, Polly, Surjanetta, Tumnus, Remy, Matt, Sarah, Nona, Zena, Colleen, Harlan, Sheldon, Noelia, Addie, Brian, Jenny, Nikki, Kara, Dorcas, Courtney, Kine, Amanda, Sabrina, Alicia, Kafir, Lindy, Martha, Benjamin, Sky, Mart, Sarah, Peter, Yash, Marta, Stephanie, Justine, Aaron, Cj. Eileen, Violet, Kat, Lindsay, Fielding, Keegan, Miranda, Gail, Mr. Folk, Heather, Adam, Christina, Maya, Zachary, Kieran, Heaven, Callahan, Christy, Lily, Wire, Warrior, Floor, Siri, Georgia, Vile, Itzel, Mitch, Al, Topher, Peter, Candy, Skyla, Edel, Kelsey, Ellie, Professor Threat, Kelly, Alubin, Maleo, Lena, Daniel, Rebecca, Lily, Lee Elizabeth, Abby, Lika, Michael, Earmuffs, Kara, Tiffany, Kelly, Nadia, Andrea, Courtney, Sparklecat, Carrie, Jamie, Lissy, Camilo, Connie, Janet, Mary, Immo, Malin, Anastasia, Jaden, Nedry, Matt, Riley, Will, Zephyr, Artemis, Alubin, Maleo, Brett, Connor, Samantha, Kayla, Lauren, Aurora, Emma, Hermani, Lior, Megan, Out of Context, Liam, Milena, Marcos, Ellis, Steam Nuggets, Can't I, Potter? And Yes, I Can! Who never leave pizza in the broiler too long, so much so that the bottom becomes burnt and you don't want to eat that piece of pizza. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to bonus episodes, exclusive live streams, my notes, you can head on over to patreon.com potterless. But without further ado, let's get into episode 91 of Potterless, the second look-back episode, covering episode 7 through 12 of Potterless. Guest-starring a whole lot of people, Hello, Internet. And welcome back to another episode of Potterless, the tale of a grown man who read seven children's novels in three years. My name is Mike Schubert. I'm that grown man. And we are continuing a look back through Potterless, my fun version of a reread. And now we move on to episodes seven and eight, which covered chapters one through eight of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And I'm joined by the guest from that episodes, Amanda McLaughlin. Amanda, oh,
2: it's me. How's wow. it going? Two eps in a row. Multitude Love it. Multitude
0: CEO, Amanda McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> At
2: least in these episodes. <laughs> the (laughs) (laughs) At least in these episodes of Potterless you knew the name of Spirits and had listened to an episode. Oh, that's very so good. That Look at the, the much progress. better. Prog- I know we're getting there, and then soon <laughs> we'll be like, "Yeah, man, multi's we'll <laughs> <do's> a thing."
0: <laughs> so yes, listening back to these episodes, what nuggets and gems did you find?
2: Let me tell you, full of nugs, Mike. As I know, Askaban is nuggets. they're the hottest of nugs. Okay, <laughs> they're double chicken fried nuts. So first of all, this is where I told you about the existence of Quidditch through the ages. Oh I no, I talked about there being those two like skinny follow-up right, books to yeah. the main series. Didn't mention my name, but I feel like it was just like a, an omen, like the Grim in front of us, as I was like, oh no, and soon he will it, read it.
0: At this point, I was anti-Quidditch. Very firmly. Uh, yeah, my very You did quick... acknowledge
2: my uh worldview, and was like, that's a thing, I understand, Quidditch sucks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fair. Okay,
0: here we are. It's very mature, of Mike, from a couple years ago. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, we also meet Bill Weasley, and you were like, but the Weasleys are the best family, I think? And I was like, mm-hmm, that's exactly true.
0: Was it at this point that I made fun of him for working at the bank, or not yet? No. Okay. Well, was,
2: yeah, no, not yet.
0: Mm-hmm. No. That's a future thing. Yes. And that's when we get to that look back. Whatever episode that was, I want to defend myself.
2: I'm curious to hear your defense. <laughs> um, but I think we saw the picture of Ron and his family in Egypt, and they were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, visiting Bill. Right. And I was like, Mike. Bill, the hottest weasley. Um, <laughs> that was the that was the brent of it.
0: He's so cool.
2: Extremely good. I also have some highlights of me. Ooh, good. I called a spell a magical algorithm. Woo! Like I forgot the word spell and said magical algorithm, which was extremely funny. <laughs> I also uh, in in episode uh, 9 was like Channeling McGonagall and was like, boom, I'm a cat. And I just thought it was great. That's so good. Um, and then I was uh, making fun of Harry and said, uh, I've got a death omen on my forehead. Like death omens and tea leaves mean nothing to me, lady.
0: Ooh, yeah, that is good. That's definitely something Harry would bust out.
2: Uh, but past me and my successes, <laughs> I was also disappointed. J.K. Rowling's fat phobia is a lot less tolerable to me now yeah. than it was reading it through the first time. Mm-hmm. where. I was just dipping in, reading a couple chapters, being like, J.K. Rowling, whatever, okay. Mm -hmm. But hearing it again and again over every single book and every single encounter with the Dursleys is like, enough.
0: Because it's not just the Dursleys. I get that the Dursleys were supposed to be the bad guys. And she even was inspired by someone that picked on her in high school. I think it was like, or someone in school had the last name Privet. That's the inspiration for the Dursleys. And. The whole whole thing of them is, yes, they have the personality traits, but then you go out of your way to keep saying the Petunia is horse-faced and that the other ones are fat. And it's just strange that it's like, oh, here's why they suck, is because they are large. And then also it extends to things... That isn't necessarily derogatory, but it's just unnecessary. Like, why is the fat lady called the fat lady? And why is that her name? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the fat friar. And that's just how you refer to them. Yeah. That's not okay.
2: Yeah. Like, fatness is not a personality trait. And it's right. not, it's not like inherently linked to anything except. How your body shaped. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to note that, like, looking back, if I were to re-record these episodes, I mm-hmm. would definitely, um I think, point something out about that.
0: Yeah, I think it's gross. I feel like she also does the crab and goyle too. It's like, oh, yeah. they're bad. So clearly, they have to be fat too. Yeah. I sounds- don't know if she actually wrote that, or that's just the casting, and then that's me extrapolating. So apologies if that's what it is. Mm. But it is a thing, and I don't understand why yeah. J.K. thought that was cool.
2: I don't either. Uh, what is extremely cool? Violently purple. This oh, is where
0: we meet. Where- <gasps> yep. Oh, where I meet the night bus. Oh my goodness. And you were like,
2: and I was talking all about like, okay, so if you're a wizard and you just stick your arm with your wand and in into the street accidentally do some in the night bus, like why is Great the night question. bus drive and not operate?
3: Great question. Extremely
2: puzzling, but you were like, I don't really care. I just want to know what does violently purple mean? <laughs> and like, uh, there was, you know, Birthed the uh, the the slogan by which you I know. are now known. Wow,
0: no, that's huge. That's fantastic. And I have now seen other instances. J.K. Rowling calls multiple things violently purple in the series, oh. and then I think she also calls something aggressively orange. And then now, <laughs> anytime a color is described as being some sort of action adverb and then the color, people send it to me, and it makes yeah. me very happy to see other writers call something yeah. drastically it makes sense, red or whatever. Like you
2: look at like a, a construction vest, and it is like attention-grabbingly yellow. Something's
0: hurt. And this could just be me because I'm colorblind. But certain color combinations hurt my eyes to look at. So I get it.
2: I hope not the multitude end.
0: No, it's not. I have a very particular colorblindness. I'm red-green color deficient. I struggle with shades of blue and purple. Hmm. So the multitude one, not a huge deal because it's clearly like purple. And then the cyan tealy type deal, that's okay. But if there was something that was mixing an indigo in that territory Mm -hmm. in some lights it would look blue to me and in some lights it would look purple to me you know like the potterless logo hey editing mike here just wondering why past mike way way past mike past mike who made the logo decided to choose a color that he couldn't really tell how it looked and had to double check to make sure it looked good i don't know either man Anyway, back to the podcast. The one that actually hurts my eyes is if you have bright, vibrant royal blue and then like bright red. Like huh. if you have fire engine red mixed on so a like lighter blue.
2: No, nah, like,
0: <laughs> like if it was like a lighter one. I see. Not, not, I see like like, they're clashing colors. Yeah, it's just like if you have a red background with that bright blue of text where it's a little lighter than royal getting onto like cerulean, that hurts my eyes to read.
2: Well, it's not an invitation to send those memes to Mike, everybody, (laughs) just so you know. People
0: are going to only send hate mail with that particular color combo to me now.
2: But let's get into some uh, predictions. So,
0: this is where it started. Yes.
2: So, you guessed that Peter was scabbers. You only mentioned... I, oh, I yeah. did? So you were like, I think that he's like taking a polyjuice potion and became the rat. Like, I watched the movie a long time ago. I think oh, I have that okay. memory. Okay. And so I was like completely floored and unprepared before you said that you saw it in the movie. I was okay. like, how the fuck did you know that? So I was just like extremely quiet, like trying to just keep my voice in. I thought
0: I was some like savant really of did. Reading. I really
2: did. And... Also, we foreshadow here about the Muggle Prime Minister knowing about the wizarding world with mm. like Sirius Black being on the loose. They like mentioned that Sirius Black had Muggle wanted posters. Mm-hmm. And so you were sort of like, Oh, like I wonder what the overlap is. And I was like, oh. You'll see, Potter. That's
0: still one of my favorite chapters. Mine is too. The beginning of book seven, right? It's uh, or it book of Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, it's yeah. that early. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That chapter where it's from the Muggle Prime Minister, I thought was so
2: cool. I loved it. Me too. And I wrote down here like it, it really is one of my favorite chapters in all of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got that little nugget of it. Also, we have Snape during the welcome feast when Lupin is first there, mm-hmm. Snape is kind of like sending hate to both Lupin and Harry. And you're like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, they must be lumped together in Snape's brain for some reason. <laughs> Not knowing <laughs> uh-huh. Remus's ties to Harry's dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, basically his godfather. So, or in in shipping, mm-hmm. when you think Remus and Syria should be together. Remus uh-huh. is like the honorary godfather to Harry. But, okay. At, okay. At, you know, at minimum, he's like honorary <laughs> uncle. Right, right, right. We also have your Hermione theory. Oh,
0: yes. Triple Triple Hermione's. Triple
2: her mind I don't think
0: I get enough shit for I this. I think,
2: really? I think it's really good.
0: I do think it's good. I I guess I'm surprised that maybe that's why people don't make fun of it. As much as Ludo Bagman spend more
3: episodes,
0: (laughs) but I'm surprised it isn't more brought up. But maybe it's because it's good. I still stand by it. I think it's great.
2: (laughs) So to remind the listeners, uh, Mike's theory here when we were kind of seeing these foreshadowings of Hermione having a time turner, where she like said she was in two classes that were at the same time. um, Your theory was that she split herself somehow into three parts, Mm -hmm. and like she was particularly sassy in one class because that was like that side of her personality, particularly like kind of flat and sad in a different one. I thought it's fucking good theory and. (laughs) The thing, though, I was shaken to the core because that predicts Horcruxes. splitting yourself! Oh, I didn't even
0: read. And having different parts of
2: your personality/slash soul in different places at the same time, like acting and being aware of themselves, I was like, "Oh no, (laughs) you can't blow it now."
0: That's so funny. Yeah, Yeah. the personality thing is what really made me did it. Is that she actually was out of character? Yeah, yeah. So that's what made me think it was happening there. And then there was the whole like her backpack was filled to the brim with books, so you would have to think that if she's splitting, her stuff would split and then she would need all of them at the same time. Because- oh, like a,
2: like a ghost copy, like the, all of them would be wearing and carrying the same mm-hmm. thing. Right.
0: Just because like if it was time turners, and I wasn't even processing this at the time, but like if it was time travel, in theory, she would have enough time to... I get not go to your locker, but like I guess go back to the dorm. I think it's less imperative to have all the books on you at the exact same time. If you are controlling time, you could yeah. have books, stop at the Gryffindor locker room or the Gryffindor common room. <laughs> but the thing and with time, time, turners, turner, time turner,
2: as you know now from Chris Child, like mm. there are the physical you is still in both places. Mm. So oh, if yeah, she yeah, were to go yeah, back yeah. to her locker, like current her and her f- fictional wizarding locker, everybody right, knows there's not right. lockers in Hogwarts. Um, yeah, but you mm-hmm. can't like cross the physical uh, paths. Okay, okay. So yeah, I thought. I thought that was uh, well, extremely I accidentally of you. foreshadowed
0: Horcruxes it's yeah, fantastic yeah <laughs> I do like triple Hermione theory though because like at this point like it's magic so like who yeah. fucking knows
2: and in book three too like you know the characters well enough to pick up on when they're acting out of character right so I thought that was really neat and especially with the polyjuice hijinks you know that will happen yeah, yeah having yeah. people like looking like one thing and acting differently to how you know them to act is now on the table mm-hmm. you also just mentioned Hogsmeade and was like this is supposed to be really cool I guess and I was like it yeah, is really cool Mike They. So, so, didn't go
0: yet, though, right?
2: No, they're talking about it. And Harry, still to this day, I'm mystified why he couldn't just forge the damn signature. I no just, one's going to know. I don't.
0: Yeah, that that one, I'm pretty sure I brought that up in the podcast, and I don't yes. understand. Like, yeah, I, you I did. don't. No, literally no one will know. <laughs> I never forged something up for a field trip. But, like, if you don't want to talk to Vernon Dursley, don't do it.
2: I know. And, like, he's a muggle. It's not like you're doing a wizarding signature where there no. is, like, some kind of verifiable, like, your voice speaks it. I don't know, man. <sighs>
0: Man, this is similar to something Sydney brought up in the previous look back is that there's no just like regular courses that they took. So they never took regular math. And I guess Harry would have had to have gone to school. And this is something they don't talk about. Like, I guess he would have had to gone to kindergarten through fourth grade. Yeah. So I guess at that point he would have learned regular muggle courses and stuff but (laughs) the the joke that i'm getting here is did he ever learn penmanship (laughs) when because for me it was like you learn to print in kindergarten and then i learned to do cursive in third grade and now they just don't teach cursive anymore apparently not that seems so strange to me what are people going to do when things are written in cursive and you're a child and you just look at it like what's that because some letters don't look the same that's
2: just a font and kids read fonts you know, I also can't copy like Comic Sans, you know, letter Papyrus. for letter. But people I think just view it now as like a stylized thing. Um and it's anyway, I have hand problems, like kind of a arthritis type symptoms in my oh, hand. Yeah. So for me it's it's really nice to use cursive because I have to like clench the pen less, I have to clench mm-hmm. and unclench less. Yes. Um so I'm glad I know cursive. Right. It is a myth that you have to sign your checks in cursive. You can print.
0: You can do whatever you want. You can do
2: whatever you want. Put a little paw print, little little uh, little pad foot.
0: But <laughs> signing and cursing, I I've never seen a professional person write something out. I feel like I have to have seen something. But it's just it just rule, it feels man. fancy. It's just society. Just
2: we just decided <laughs> that
0: It does feel good, though. Like when I sign something, there's a rhythm to it. Like I hear the signature. like
2: I feel like John Adams every time I sign something. Oh, yes. It's just like, "Mm -hmm, take that. (laughs) Excuse me. Paul G. as John Adams. That's (laughs) how I feel. There it is. There
0: it is. It was something I did actively practice my signature when I was in fourth grade, you know, in case I became a professional athlete and I needed to sign a lot of baseballs.
2: Uh huh. That makes complete (laughs) sense to me. As a kid, I like made sure to date all of my papers because I was like, someday they'll want to see this.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. Were there any other gems from the episode or does that about cover it?
2: Yes, I have a couple movie follow ups. So cool. one is I hope you love Emma Thompson as Madame Trelawney at I the do, time. I do. Oh, so have you seen the movie in the interim?
0: Yes, I have seen at the time of recording right now. I've seen every film.
2: Nice. So I hope you liked Emma Thompson because I still I think did. she's wonderful.
0: She's great. And she plays it well. I do still think the character Trelawney sucks. It's similar to how I feel with Snape and Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. I think he's great. I think that's also part of the problem with him playing Snape is how do you not love Alan Rickman? And he made this character supposed to be so unlikable, lovable.
2: And that's another situation where the movie and book production informed each other because Mm -hmm. the movies were cast before... Deathly Hallows came out. And right. like, I forget the exact overlap, but there was overlap.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it was between books five and six or between four and five. I so don't, they inform each yeah. other. Like mm-hmm. he
2: might have kind of brought a perspective and humanity to Snape that yeah. I know Rowling says that she uh, was intending to go this way sure, all along, sure. but you can't like enjoy those things in a vacuum, you know, mm-hmm. but that was one movie follow up. And then also I miss peeves so much and in uh, these chapters we get very good peeves mm-hmm. he calls lupin loony lupin which sucks in terms of like making fun of lupin having a disability right. um but is also nearly lunar lupin uh, which i think peeves my head canon is that peeves knows uh-huh. obviously he's peeves like he, he knows, everything. knows everything and he was like just saying to lupin like i got your number i can out you if i want you know, like it's peeves is like an absolute chaotic evil yes. genius uh-huh. and I think it's a real missed opportunity in the films.
0: Yeah, I understand why they cut Peeves from the films. It makes sense, but that doesn't mean I don't love Peeves, and I am very excited whenever they make the Harry Potter TV series and they can make multiple episodes per book. Yes. That's going to be one of the greatest additions because right now we have no physical representation of peeves except for he's in the Harry Potter iPhone game and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's dressed he's up on like, like
2: a, a computer game. Yeah, and he's
0: always dressed up like a court jester, which I yeah. never envisioned. No, me neither. Never envisioned that. No. So I would love to see a different representation of him because it just it's so jarring when you have nearly headless Nick in this fancy old school yes. Shakespeare, whatever the tutu around the neck <laughs> is called. And then you've got some dude that looks like a cheap jester outfit that you would buy for a Halloween costume. Yeah. So I want to see a I mean, they, I they date from the same piece.
2: period, but I would love to see a like historically accurate version of that. Yeah. If we're going to, you know, assume that they knew each other when they were pre- Ghosts? Peeves is not a ghost it's poltergeist? I don't
0: know. <laughs> yes, humans. Oh man. Well, but until then we'll just have to hold out hope for future peeves.
2: Yeah, and I'll see if for Order of the Phoenix, bud.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. You get to keep on coming back. Hey. This is great. No, I was very appreciative that you came in on this episode because I had someone else scheduled and then they had to cancel on me and then I tried to reschedule, and we've never spoken since. No. So <laughs> not like a bad negative thing, it's just our lives went different yep. ways. And it was a Vine person and then Vine died. Yep. So there was less crossover but Fair. for this episode like I had everything scheduled and I had Ashley who was on the next episode scheduled for that too and that person dropped out like the day before so I needed someone real quick and I had to go to someone in a pinch and I knew you could fill it out Yay. so I messaged you and within seconds you were like yeah I'll do it
2: it is my favorite book too oh, so yes. I I'm so glad that I got to come on for it I feel like we met so many important characters Lupin mm-hmm. Sirius yeah. Bill like there are so many people coming in here um, that I really love and like Aunt Marge everyone's favorite don't <laughs> worry um, no but it was it It was a a very fun couple things to be on. I can feel myself getting more podcastery as my episodes go on. Mm. And I'm stoked to re-experience Order of the Phoenix with you.
0: It'll be good. Thanks so much.
2: You got it. Bye. Thanks, Brandon.
0: Okay. So now we move on to episode nine of Potterless, which covered Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban chapters nine through 12. And the guest that I had this time was someone whose childhood I destroyed with this podcast episode. (laughs) It's Ashley Armstrong. (laughs) Ashley, how's it going?
4: Hi, good. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. I hope your childhood has potentially recovered. It's
4: still destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) It's ruined. So much time has gone by but uh, that.
0: Two and a half years since I viciously murdered your childhood innocence. (laughs)
4: Like, we've changed. We've grown. This was episode nine. Now you're, like, in the 80s of episodes And Vine is dead, Mm -hmm. but also so is my soul, still.
0: (laughs) Well, aside from having a dead soul, you seem to be doing okay. Yeah. music thing seemed to be going well, which is nice.
4: Yes, I'm I'm excited. I just um, released my second single, Mm -hmm. and I'm working on my third. Um, Oh, so that's why
0: why your single was called I Don't Feel Anything, because (laughs) I murdered your soul. You
4: you (laughs) did. I haven't felt anything since (laughs) I realized how careless wizards are, and I had to write about it.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, looking back on this episode, was there anything in particular that stood out to you, that you found particularly funny. There was a lot of things we discussed.
4: Oh, my gosh. Yes. One was that you said you're going to write a book called Quidditch Quidditch. I and did. I'm, <laughs> I'm still very much looking forward to that, especially after our conversation. Uh,
0: I hope so. I mean, this was the first true episode where the Quidditch rants began because this was the Quidditch match where – Harry gets attacked by the Dementors and everything. And this was where I really thought things were ridiculous. I posed the questions of, why is there no safety net? when Hermione does the charm to reflect rain, repel rain off of Harry? She only does it on his glasses. Why doesn't she do that over all of his stuff? And then this is the first time a timeout was ever called, and that was a whole new door of me hating Quidditch, because (laughs) how come you don't just call a timeout right before the other team catches the snitch?
4: Yeah, and you raised the best point. Like, these kids, they were 13, and they're flying around on brooms. None of them have seatbelts on. Like, there's not a net. Mm -mm. And... One key falls off. He falls off his broom and no one did a thing to stop him. So he broke his arm. And I don't know how he didn't just die on the spot. They're so young. It it makes no sense. And when I watched (laughs) it when I was younger, as I said last time, I was just like, oh, no, Harry, look (laughs) out. But now I'm like, there are things in life that are so much more important than that kid catching a snitch. I can't believe they took it so seriously that they were like, we don't care about the Dementors. Keep keep
0: going. It's so ridiculous. It is so wild that you just have to play through no matter what happens yeah in the first book you have Coral charming Harry's broom with hexes so that he can't fly straight and they don't stop the match in the (laughs) second book you've got the bludger that has been cursed by Dobby to attack Harry Potter they don't stop the match in this book in these chapters you've got dementors coming in they don't stop the match (laughs) these are children like this is not professional it's not like this is the world cup of Quidditch and they can't intervene
4: this is for these are like fourth graders like what are we doing Yeah, this is like the equivalent of like me in elementary school. If I was playing soccer and an adult man came out onto the field with like a sledgehammer and just was swinging it wildly at me. And the coach was like, you better not stop. You better make that goal. This is huge.
0: (laughs) You got to keep playing. That's just soccer.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing more important than winning this soccer game.
0: Oh, my goodness. Just don't look at him. Oh, yeah.
4: I just I'm still not over it. Clearly, I'm mad.
0: (laughs) This is truly the beginning of of the Quidditch (laughs) hatred. Leading up to this was, "Eh, I'm not not so sure about Quidditch. And this is where I really put my foot in the ground and said, fuck Quidditch. This is horrible. I can't stand this.
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you now that I think about how young they were. It's wild. Like back in the day, I was like, I wish I could play Quidditch. And now if I get on a roller coaster, I'm like, you better make sure the seatbelt's safe. Like, I don't feel
0: safe. 100%. I feel you.
4: Because I'm an old woman. <laughs> I act like an old woman. I'm not getting on a broom. No way.
0: Uh, anything Anything else aside from me destroying Quidditch and just <laughs> hating the sports existence?
4: Biggest takeaway of all time. <laughs> also, the difference in the broom names.
0: Right.
4: It would be so easy for these kids to shame each other based on their brooms, which is another thing I did, never considered before. You got a kid rolling in with a Nimbus 3000, mm-hmm. and he's just going to think he's... Just the coolest kid on the block. Right. But that's not fair. The other one sounds like a Swiffer. Yeah,
0: because it's the Clean Sweep, which does sound like a cleaning product.
4: You're pretty much on a vacuum if you're on that.
0: Right. And what's weird is that this is a school-sanctioned sport. And you don't have school-sanctioned equipment. So (laughs) if one house has people that are wealthier, like Slytherin, everyone's got Nimbus 2001s. That's not fair. And this is a school sport. It's very strange to me that you're allowed just to buy whatever broom you want. And if the Gryffindor team is poor, sucks to suck.
4: Yeah, I'm mad again now <laughs> thinking about this. There's oh, uh, the classist. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's,
0: it's so strange. I don't understand. This is a school sport. Why is classism ingrained in it?
4: Yeah, they should be like, you know, like back in the day when we all played like sports at school. I never played any of them well, but you know, like you have to play baseball and they're like, here's your bat. Like you weren't like, I brought my bat from home. It's like the baseball 5,000. The other one's like, <laughs> mine's called like wooden stick. I don't know. <laughs> like that doesn't seem right. That's a
0: very fair comparison. Thank that, you. That, that's how ridiculous the names were. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Was there anything not Quidditch we talked about in this episode? <laughs>
4: um, yeah, yelled a lot and I think, you know, we did talk about Vine a bit, so still... It was still happening, right? It did right? still it exist. Died. It
0: hadn't died. It was in that weird phase where they said that Vine was going away at the beginning of 2017. Oh yeah. And then it didn't actually. It like lasted on a couple months after.
4: Yeah, Vine was in like its limbo phase where everyone changed their handle to like follow me on Instagram right. with like their Instagram <laughs> My, name. Yep.
0: Mine's still to this day and I can't change It's like IG slash YT slash TW colon 17 And it, yeah. I hate, I hate that I didn't get to change that before. It was cemented in history because now if i ever do share one of my old vines it doesn't say watch shoes vine it says watch that shenanigans of a name vine
4: same i was just like self-promotion here we go it's
0: what you had to do it's what you had to do i'm glad i started the podcast before vine died though because that that helped it have some sort of kickstart is some people knew who I were before I started it.
4: Yeah. It's like popping off. I'm so fortunate that you had me on the show when you did. Like I mean, hey, I'm so that glad now you I need to come back.
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad you were on. You're it stuck was... with me now. <laughs> I'm very happy to have you. I I mean of course by accident, but I'm glad it worked out this way. Is just these four chapters somehow had the most, the most like mind boggling stuff the things that made the least sense
4: yeah it, yeah and it just took me by surprise like reliving them with you like as you were reading them at an older age because like when I read these things in none of it I just took it all at face value is that the right saying like yeah. I just took it all I was like I was like yep a man broke in yep they kept they stayed there everyone's still in the school <laughs> yep a kid Is getting chased by Dementors on a broom and no one's trying to stop it. Like, this all makes perfect sense to me.
0: Right. And and that was my whole point. I'm glad this episode of the podcast shook out the way it did. It made me really happy because part of my thought process behind making the show and something I wanted to do was I hoped that as being an adult reading the books, I would be able to pick up on things that didn't make sense. And in the first eight episodes of Potter, Alyssa, it wasn't... As significant. It was more me thinking things were a little nitpicky, or me thinking I was some hot piece of shit cuz I was able to <laughs> guess who the bad guy was or whatever like I this this one I remember it made me it made me very happy that this was kind of like the final element of the thesis statement of Potterless coming through and I'm sorry that your innocence and your childhood had to die <laughs> in its wake but it did make Hell me happy yeah. that my goal was accomplished in this episode Hell <laughs> so yeah. I appreciate it I'm glad that it.
4: happened in this one <laughs> I'm glad I got to be a part of that too cuz yeah it just like it, it's just things that are so clearly off and it's when you read it as a kid you're just like no yeah for sure for sure a man escaped from jail and they're all just like no we have to be at school yeah. like that just makes a lot of sense but no it doesn't
0: no nope. kidding me nope 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 it's very silly but the, the final thing, I do also recall this being the first instance of McGonagall being very sassy, and that made me very, very happy. I'm
4: all about a sassy McGonagall. That is just we all that's love an her. energy that we should all try to channel. Yes. Sassy McGonagall. Like this weekend at the bar, I hope that everyone will just channel their inner sassy McGonagall. That's all I can ask of you. Yeah, just listeners. don't
0: put up with anyone's shenanigans. And demand good drinks, and if anyone is annoying to you, send them home, and for any of your friends that are too drunk and need some help, much like McGonagall did to Harry, give them a cookie. Give your friend a cookie if they're too drunk.
4: Yeah. (laughs) And if anyone comes into the bar that looks like a Dementor or just a general (laughs) bad guy, you're allowed to leave.
0: You totally are. You're well within your right to do so.
4: If someone breaks out of jail and comes to your bar, don't think you have to stay. (laughs) Because that
0: doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. It doesn't at all. Well, (laughs) I can't think of a better way to end this little look back. Asking everyone to channel their inner McGonagall in the future. So, Ashley, thank you so much for coming back to to talk about this. And thanks for being on the pod two and a half years ago when it didn't exist. Like, you were – the podcast – I don't know if it had been published. I think you were the last one I recorded before it ever went live. So, you took a chance on being on a thing that – Was barely in existence, and I'm very appreciative of it.
4: Oh my gosh. Well, again, I'm appreciative of you having me on here. It's like been amazing to watch Potterless grow, and you're just like, freaking killing it so again i'm glad you're just stuck with me because that episode episode nine <laughs> cemented
0: it is uh and it was great and now we're both in new york and we hang out and it's very fun yeah
4: we're going to the park this weekend. i'm
0: very excited to see you in like a couple days it'll be fantastic Woo! but until then i'll catch you later and hopefully i can somehow bring your childhood back into existence
4: <laughs> why thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Classic past Mike. Murdering childhoods. Ugh, oh, when will he learn? Well speaking of learning, I'm gonna teach you all about some great deals over at Wingardium at Ridosa! <laughs> Today's episode of Potterless is brought to you by Wix. Let's say hypothetically that you are the boy who lived, and you've just defeated your mortal enemy, and you want a way to write about your past experiences, but also you want to show some great Quidditch highlights from back in the day, and you also want to put your resume somewhere so that you can start trying to become an Auror. There's so many things you want to do. You want to get it all out there, and you want to put it in one concise place. What are you going to do? You're going to make a website, and how are you going to make that website? With Wix. Wix is one of the simplest ways to create a website because they have over four templates that cover a wide range of possibilities for your website, whatever you're looking to go for, and they make it incredibly easy to customize, from animated backgrounds to still images to uploading your own versus using images and colors that they already have. Wix templates are incredibly customizable, they're super intuitive to use, and even for someone who is fresh out of wizarding school that has no idea how the internet works, they can make it simple for that person to make a website. I use Wix for all of my podcasts' websites, it was so simple to create them, it is so easy to maintain them. Them. Kelly helped me make both of them. And she has very particular style choices that she wanted to see through. And there are other website providers that did not provide nearly as much customization. And Wix allowed her to do every little tiny minute detail that she wanted. And that's why we went with them. And that's why they look so pretty. And if you want to make a website of your own with Wix, it's great. You don't have any time limit on making your free trial. And then when you want to upgrade to the full version and get things like a custom domain name or email features or all the other goodies that Wix premium offers, you can get 10% off off as a Potterless listener. If you go to potterlesspodcast.com Wix and click the link at checkout, you will get 10% off your Wix premium website. So go to PotterlessPodcast.com Wix, click that link, get 10% off, and make a website that encapsulates your full Harry Potter awesomeness today. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me, others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally, so if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. This episode of Potter List is brought to you by Arena Club. Now, if you listen to this podcast, it should be no secret that I am both a sports nerd and more of a traditional nerd. And when you think of these two types of nerddom, there's one thing that links them together, and that is Card collecting. Whether you are looking to buy, trade, sell, or display a card collection of sports cards or Pokemon cards, you should check out Arena Club. ArenaClub.com is the place where you can do all of these things. I have recently made a purchase on the marketplace. I got Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, which is my favorite Pokemon, and I didn't even know that there was a Lieutenant Surge version of the Raichu. So that is a card that I now have, and it's not just some digital thing. I can have this card physically mailed to me. So there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with Arena Club, including their slab packs. If you have ever done any sort of card collecting, you know that ripping packs or repacks can be a zero transparency type of thing where you're just hoping you get some sort of cool card. But what's nice about the slab packs with Arena Club is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are. So it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want. And then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com Potterless. Wow, that is a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slap pack is 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com Potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you wanna collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Okay, so now we move on to episode 10 of Potterless, which covered Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban chapters 13 through 16. I was joined by the lovely creative director of Mischief Management. It's Jordan Edwards. Jordan, how's it going?
1: Hey, glad to be back.
0: Yeah, glad to have you back. So... You responded to Amanda McLaughlin's Facebook post, I believe, (laughs) when when she was like, hey, my friend's going to do this Harry Potter podcast. Who's down? Yeah, who
1: likes Harry Potter and can be on a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I fit uh, both of those requirements. It
0: was perfect. It was great. She was like, yeah, he works for Mischief Management. I was like, what's that? And she was like, they make Leaky Con. I was like, so his job is Harry Potter? And she said,
1: yes. It surely is. so
0: listening back to this episode what uh, what kind of stood out what was fun what were the gems?
1: well for me it was trying not to say things that would spoil you for all of the magic to come right oh, so good. I was trying hard not to rag too hard on Peter Pettigrew as Wormtail because you hadn't discovered that he was him yet I remember as I was listening back, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm really dodging a lot of these things because I don't want to spoil you."
0: Thank you. I think yeah. you. This this was a really tough one. This is where it starts to to get a little hard, spoiler wise.
1: Yeah. Well, also it's like gloomy and sad these chapters. So right. We end. I remember we ended. We're like, "Oh, <laughs> well, that was a, that was gloomy, but." But no, it was, just fun. it was fun to listen to. Basically, it was it was me trying not to spoil you. It was mm-hmm. me honestly not knowing enough about Quidditch to have a strong opinion, and you have a very strong opinion. <laughs> I did, and I
0: still do. <laughs>
1: to be honest, as I was first reading the series, I would just thumb through the Quidditch chapters and like see who wins in the end, but mm-hmm. they are very long and uh, sports is not necessarily my uh, forte. So I would skip most of it.
0: I don't remember, but according, I'm looking at the description of this episode, I did write that uh, we discuss one thing that I actually like about Quidditch, which is incredibly rare.
1: It's very rare. So <laughs> we were talking about the fact that the, I want to say it was something to do with the goal posts. Oh, the <laughs> like there's three that. of them? Yeah. Basically, I think you didn't quite understand how, like, why it is a challenge to block penalty Oh, yes, shot. yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, because I think you thought it was a tiny little, like, hoop. I thought you just
0: had to throw it through one of them. And I thought that was very
1: easy to sit in front of one (laughs) ring. (laughs) No, there are three and they're quite large. So uh, I think you, you did end up enjoying that tiny little piece of Quidditch. That is good. That's fun.
0: I also, when I play soccer, I play goalie because I do not, Know how to play soccer very well, but I can jump in front of moving objects. Ah, so I so think you, just so basically the appeal... you'd be a keeper.
1: Are you, yeah, exactly. If you were ever to get Shanghai into playing a Quidditch game,
0: I would be very down to play real human Muggle Quidditch. Yeah, I was oh offered my gosh. to do so at LeakyCon Dallas, where they were playing in the Expo Hall. Yeah,
1: did you watch some? It is, it can get brutal. That's
0: a thing. I watched some, and it looked really fun. And then I noted that they were playing on like a polished concrete floor, yep. which is not grass Not so ideal, i decided no. to pass
1: <laughs> no yeah it's super fun we've had quidditch come to LeakyCon for multiple years and um it's basically operated by the international quidditch association like mm-hmm. they set up everything and they run like training camps and leagues and tournaments and stuff it's super fun to watch i've never played because like i said sports is not really my thing but mm-hmm. it is enjoyable to watch and we there was one year where it was the uh, sort of the final and it was the staff of LeakyCon versus the staff of the harry potter alliance like Ooh, going head to head in, a, in a, a major quidditch game um, and it got rowdy. <laughs> Good, as it <laughs> but, should. Yeah, but it was super fun to be a part of it. So I
0: would love to play in real life. I will figure out some way to make it happen. Yeah. I would love to get invited to some sort of Quidditch tournament of sorts.
1: Yeah, well, they have the Quidditch Cup every year, so um, you'll have to see where it is in the world and yeah. see if you can go.
0: Yeah, maybe I could sweet talk my way into Ludo Bagmaning and being the, oh the my announcer for it.
1: Yes. See, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I think you would be great at that role. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Similarly,
0: I really want, I would love for my Harry Potter. Notoriety to get big enough to where I could get jokingly casted as Ludo Bagman in uh, one showing of Cursed Child (laughs) because he's in it for like a little and it's only audio and he's not on stage and it wouldn't be that hard. I don't think. My whole job is talking. And they've so. sold the
1: script, so basically oh. just record it and send it to them. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you know all the lines. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that will be my audition. There oh, yes, go. we're going to make it happen. Perfect.
0: <laughs> the other thing that I do know from this episode, which I remember, and it has been reminded to me in all caps in the episode description, mm. is that this is where we argued why the hell didn't they send the kids home after uh, yes. it was found that Sirius <laughs> was on campus, which I know he's innocent, but as it stands, in the, the moment. was- he wasn't, yeah. A convicted murderer yeah. of 13 people and they didn't send the children home. That is wild. Yeah, this sort of
1: ever present uh, questionable Hogwarts security. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it all boils down to, but there would be no plot. <laughs> that is
0: really what it is. It's yeah. just so silly. And this is one of the things. I'm glad it happened because when now forever when I'm describing the podcast to people and they ask what's it about, yeah. one of the examples I always give for when I say that I point out things that don't make sense, the number one example is always why didn't they send the kids home <laughs> after they found out the series was on, on campus? There it
1: was, yeah. Ugh. It's fun to speculate. Like Hogwarts has been like, for years, there have been injuries and near-death experiences. So you know, it's it's a dangerous place. I don't know, you know what you're signing up for when you go there.
0: Yeah, it truly is. I guess it's just a given of the school. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that if there is any sort of liability waiver that you have to sign as a student there, it is.
1: Quite lengthy, lengthy. multiple because... scrolls of parchment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to sign your life away, pretty yeah. much. I okay. mean, and, and right after the next year, they weren't that great when they had the big Triwizard Tournament, where mm-hmm. you know Cedric died. He so did do. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a lot of drama, but honestly, uh, I'd still go.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm still
1: waiting on my Hogwarts letter because, man, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, the pros just simply outweigh the cons. I think so. Sure, <laughs> you might get murdered, but you can do magic. But, so.
1: yeah, <laughs> you explore this awesome ancient castle, which has always appealed to me. It's very,
0: very true. Well, Jordan, thanks so much for being on this episode yeah, way no back problem. when.
1: It's so fun to listen back and, like, you were such a young little uh, Potter baby back then.
0: <laughs> yes, I would say in, in Potter years, I was young. You were quite This young. was, like, two and a half. Years ago, which feels like a long time, but you know. I know, a
1: lifetime ago
0: in Potter years. Yeah, I was young in my knowledge of Harry Potter. Like I wasn't even halfway through the third book. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And with now, now here come. I am. Yeah, <laughs> now I've gone from like, oh yeah, LeakyCon sounds cool to in talks with the programming department about my involvement at each convention happening this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were so glad to have you. It was so fun to see you guys oh. up on the main stage. So it was a
0: blast. It was cool for me. It was something I always wanted to do, and I'm, I'm glad that we. Got to make it happen, and it was just such a relief to be spoiler free at a leaky. Yeah, con. oh my god, I could so go to things and I could participate in things, and I didn't have to ruin things for the panelists that I shared a booth <laughs> with.
1: You can talk about Harry Potter, but only up to halfway through book three. <laughs> I literally had
0: to do that at a couple of things, and I feel so bad for it. But not anymore. No, it was so fun being at Leaky Con, and we got to talk more than for five seconds, which was great. I know at the Leaky Con, not this most recent one, but the one before, we literally just passed each other when I was on my way. To it was the so panel. funny
1: because I'd never actually met you. I right. had only seen like your avatar from social media, mm-hmm. and like I, <laughs> walking by, I was like, "That that hair looks familiar." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I believe our entire interaction was complimenting each other's hair and then so. moving on.
1: And then moving on to further uh, Harry Potter things. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we actually right.
0: got to speak words to each other last year or this past year, which was very fun. Very
1: fun. Yeah. Well, you'll have to come to the next one. So we have yeah. two Harry Potters as it stands in the calendar today. We have two uh, leaky cons Coming mm-hmm. up soon. The next one's going to be in Boston. I will be there. We're celebrating our 10th year, which is crazy. That's nuts. So, LeakyCon first started in 2009, and we were in Boston. And so we're excited to be going back and celebrating our 10th year there again. And then we just announced not too long ago that mm-hmm. we're going to Orlando in 2020. So we're celebrating Harry Potter's birthday. Oh, nice. July 31st through August 2nd in Orlando at the uh, Orlando Convention Center. So we're excited to be going back. We've done a couple leaky cons in Orlando, but it's been a few years. So we're yeah. uh, really, really excited. That place is so huge and so much fun to be. So.
0: I am stoked. I will be very excited. Obviously, Harry Potter World is right there. Very excited to do an episode from you know just during the line at Hagrid's ride so it'll be the first eight hour episode of Potterless. yes
1: yep (laughs) plenty of time (laughs) plenty of time but it'll be great
0: but yeah Jordan thanks so much for being on in the past thanks so much for being on now and I'll see you very soon I'll see you in like a month and a half at Wikicon Boston sounds good see you then man all right
1: see ya take care
0: all right so to round up this look back we are going to now move on to episodes 11 and 12 of Potterless which covered Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban chapters 17 through 22 it was guest starring multiple. Altitude zone, Julia Shafini. Julia, how's it going?
3: Hi, Mike. I'm so proud of you. You finished those children's <laughs> books. It's incredible.
0: It only took three whole years.
3: Only three years. But you were pacing yourself. Don't discredit yourself. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I like to think that it was harder to read them in three years because I had to keep stopping myself every time.
3: That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so if anything, it's more impressive that it took me that long to read the books.
3: It's a good excuse.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take that to the grave. Mm-hmm. So listening back to these episodes, what, uh, what was fun? What stood out to you?
3: I think I got kind of the first episodes where you were really excited about the series. Yes,
0: because correct me if I'm wrong, but the Shrieking Shack chapter happened in these episodes.
3: Yeah, this is what we started with was with Ron getting pulled into the Shrieking Shack by Sirius the Grim, (laughs) etc. Yeah, So that's just like the pinnacle of like where the books get dramatic as hell.
0: 100%. And this is something that very often people ask me, you know, what was the turning point in the books? Like, when did you actually start liking them? And this was it. Mm -hmm. So I think this was really fun to have you on for that because this is, like, the exact moment where I went from, like, okay, yeah, these books are fine. Like, I'm having fun making fun of these books to, oh, no, these books are good. Yeah. Okay. And that was really exciting for me.
3: It's when children's books can surprise you. (laughs) Yeah. You know that it's actually somewhat good writing.
0: Right. Yeah, the Shrieking Shack chapter really showed jk's prowess as a writer and Mm -hmm. that's what makes me so sad that the movie botched it so horribly
3: yeah it wasn't great wasn't great
0: okay so i actually started liking the books here so that's Mm -hmm. fun took me 11 episodes but there we go
3: (laughs) especially because this was like the first time you and i had ever really talked right was on the podcast and i listened to the first couple episodes i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like really enjoy this because he doesn't seem (laughs) super into the books and but you were like fully on board by that point i'm like all right sweet Hell yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, we had slacked a little bit because Multitude was becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. But I do recall that immediately after recording this, we had a wonderful Slack history of as I was reading the books just like talking to you about them in Slack and being like yo
3: yeah you would just like you'd be like I just finished this chapter and what the fuck and I would also (laughs) message you when new episodes would come out and be like hey Mike uh so you pronounced this wrong and then I stopped doing that because the internet did it for me yeah
0: it was pretty great that uh you know Twitter took over for that (laughs) Mm -hmm. role so that you didn't have to just giving you one less thing to worry about
3: (laughs) saving me so much time
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man so aside from me liking it was there anything individual that just kind of stood out anything that was funny
3: yeah i mean I, I jotted down a couple of points where you asked me like oh i don't know if this is gonna happen and i was like i have to be really coy about this because <laughs> it totally does happen and Mike <laughs> guessed it so the first one was the foreshadowing of peter Pettigrew coming back because mm. du- you were like dumbledore is laying it on thick that peter Pettigrew is gonna be like an ally in the future that owes harry a favor yeah. which Kinda happens.
0: Yeah, barely. I was really expecting, and I'm A glad. A bigger that, thing. Yeah, right? I'm glad this didn't happen because to me this was just the classic henchman trope, where the main bad guy is mean to the henchman, mm-hmm. and they zoom in on their face just kind of being grumpy every now and then, and then at the end they ask them henchman do this, and then they go no, and then they yep. help. Like I thought it was gonna be that
3: classic Disney movie. I got you. Yeah,
0: so I'm actually very glad that that's not what happened but I never could have guessed choked self to death with metal silver hand. Wouldn't have guessed
3: that. I think it's also kind of telling of Voldemort too because it's kind of insinuating, yeah, he didn't really trust Pettigrew. He Mm -hmm. knew that he was a turncoat and he knew that like at any given moment he was going to betray him. So giving him a hand that the moment that he hesitates instantly kills him, tight leash and I like it.
0: I gotta say, Helen Martin and I talked about this. It's brutal and it's rough. But you have to respect Voldemort's magic here. Like, obviously, Voldemort is very evil. Obviously, he's terrible, and no one should like him at all. But he's a good villain at certain points, and running a tight ship of the Death Eaters with this, that's incredible that he was like, I will give you this hand, but the second you have a little tiny thought about not fully supporting me your ass is dead
3: (laughs) yeah yeah just like any inkling that there's going to be a moment of pause a moment of betrayal just straight up murder it's very Mm -hmm. good though i really like that
0: Mm mm-hmm pretty
3: fun one of the other ones that we talked about in the episode was you ran like well it's nice because gilderoy lockhart's never coming back
0: yeah, he i mean he barely does yeah
3: but i mean like it's a moment of catharsis too i feel like <laughs> that you see him and he's still in that same state and you know that that just deserts is still there but mm-hmm. also kind of shows you that the world is still really shitty because no one really knows besides harry ron and hermione all the dumb shit he did and there's still people writing him fan mail and whatnot. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. It's like uh it's like the King Jelly Bean from Rick and Morty thing, where no one no one else knows about his evil deeds to preserve his legacy.
3: I'm gonna smile and nod because I don't really <laughs> watch that show.
0: It's a good show that has now a bad fandom around it, and it mm-hmm. makes me feel awkward watching it because it is a quality television show and then a bunch of Awful white male dudes ruined
3: it. Is it like one of those things, like with BoJack Horseman, where the white men look at this and be like, "Ah, yes, this person acts the way I do, so it's okay." When really, it's supposed to be teaching you that the way that this person acting is unacceptable. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Okay, it's not.
0: It's I I I get that comparison with BoJack. It's not exactly that. It's more of just like it's a cartoon show for adults that is well written and isn't afraid to go over the edge a little bit and I think that's fun it has a like a mix of comedy that's like whoa pushing the envelope but then also oh wow this show can get deep at times which is fun it's kind of like if like a an emotional raunchy stand up set was turned into a show okay. where you've got like crude humor mixed with emotional stuff the problem is just for whatever reason the fandom got like really excited about it and the whole like McDonald's chicken nugget sauce thing was yeah that was just weird so I still really like the show but now I have to be more quiet about it. And mm. I will never purchase Rick and Morty merchandise. <laughs> Stuff it's Dan like
3: Harmon, though, right?
0: Yeah, and he's super cool about it. And he's very outspoken when all of the chicken nugget sauce was going down. He was very vocal, saying, yo, everyone be chill. <laughs>
3: Watch Community, it's better.
0: Very good. Very I stand good. by
3: it. Anyway, but anyway, Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, Harry Potter. Yes. It is sad that no one knows Gilderoy's true evil, but mm-hmm. this is something that has been done in other media as well.
3: Yes, that's true. We also touched upon one of your favorite lines was the sick burn that Dumbledore puts on Trelawney at the end of the chapter.
0: Oh, which one? What does he say?
3: It was the, ah, that that raises her total of <laughs> real predictions. To two. Oh,
0: it's so like, good. That's a
3: sick burn. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what the first one is, and mm-hmm. it's bad.
0: all oh, right right. Jeevers, Creepers, wow, yeah. wow. Still, that is fun. Two episodes prior of Potterless was the first instance of sassy McGonagall, and mm-hmm. now episode 12, the first appearance of sassy Dumbledore. So not only does JK get better at just writing books, but she makes her characters a lot sassier, which is very fun. An increase
3: of sassiness. I appreciate <laughs> it.
0: It's wonderful. <laughs> uh,
3: and then the the last thing i wanted to talk to you about was um having the perspective of finishing the books now and having more information about the marauders the kind of feud between them and severus snape and how yeah your view of it, it makes
0: way more sense yeah
3: i mean because we were talking about it in the episode where remus is like ah yeah severus was jealous of james's quidditch skills i'm like that's not it at all it was never what it was about. Is
0: that a blatant lie from Lupin or is that Lupin being ignorant?
3: I think it's a blatant lie from yeah,
0: Lupin. Yeah, okay, that's he, what I would think. He
3: knows that Snape is in love with Lily. Everyone right. knew that. That was the <laughs> whole thing.
0: Yeah, I'm honestly thinking about it. I'm surprised that no one gave Harry crap for Snape having a big crush on Lily. Yeah. It seems like a Malfoy pull. Like It feels like something that Lucius would have told Draco since Malfoy seems to have all of the dirt on Harry and his parents and everything like that. I'm surprised no one was like, oh yeah, potions teachers got the hots for your dead mom.
3: You know what? I think that after the events where basically Lily cut him off and cut all ties, no one believed that he was still in love with her. True. And that's the reason why he ended up betraying the Death Eaters for the Order is because Lily, because Lily. Yeah,
0: right. And then I guess that's a good point because if more people thought he still loved her, I feel like Lucius or other Death Eaters would have raised some eyebrows when, when Sneep was in the Death Eaters. They would have thought, yeah. wait a second, this
3: doesn't make sense. Absolutely. So I think that they were like, oh, he's fully on our side. He doesn't want to be associated <laughs> with that mud. Look how anymore. greasy
0: his hair is. He has to be evil. <laughs> God,
3: just the fucking worst. But I also think it's really interesting too because if you like now know Sirius's backstory and know that he's basically a blood traitor. Mm -hmm. I think that increases the disdain that Snape had for him because Snape coming from a half-blood family probably wished that he came from a place that Sirius did.
0: That makes a lot of sense because I need to go back and, and read the little Snape flashback that we get because they give us the feeling that he blames a lot of his bad Upbringing on his dad, who was a Muggle, mm-hmm. so yeah, that could be interesting. Where maybe he has this thought of, oh, if I was pureblood, everything would be fine. Yeah. So he's got envy towards Sirius in a different way. Yeah. I don't know if Snape has anything against Pettigrew, but he has specific reasons to hate James and Sirius and to dislike Lupin because of the werewolf thing. So it's just an awful combination of friends to have a rivalry with Snape As he hates them all in different ways.
3: Yeah, I mean, James comes from a similar background, but, you know, unlike... Serious didn't kind of betray his family ties and whatnot, but James came from a pureblood family, a rich pureblood family, mm-hmm. and like was well-to-do and whatnot, but also they weren't like associated with the Death Eaters, so that's mm-hmm. probably a whole other thing as well.
0: Well, yeah, and and the whole serious thing is that his whole family was Slytherin through and through, mm-hmm. and he broke through, and Snape is a Slytherin, and you wouldn't want someone to defect against your team, even if you don't see the shortcomings of that team, yeah. you're gonna get mad at anyone that switched fandoms, so to
3: Yes. So I think it's really interesting to kind of have that perspective from that chapter now versus what you know about the Marauders in the future. So... No, that's super fun looking back. That's really good.
0: Was there anything else?
3: I really enjoyed pulling all of the reasonings behind the names for you. That's always fun for me. Oh,
0: no, that's good. That was very fun. Mm -hmm. This was a a fun instance of Potterless where since we're only 11 episodes in, I think every guest brought something different to the table. Mm -hmm. And I remember the reason you were on for these chapters is I asked you what your favorite parts of the book was. And you did mention that, oh, the ending of book three is really good. And then you said, and there's some mythology stuff I can talk about. And I I was like good, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so it was a fun crossover of of spirits and Potterless in the mix.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you name your child Wolf, Wolf, basically <laughs> in Latin, uh, you get what you get.
0: I was going through old emails yesterday where people will reach out to the Potterless account, and I'll just go through them in binges. And someone a couple of months back, before I had like talked about this on any episode of Potterless, was like, "Hey, so I know Julia mentioned a little bit about the Wolf Remus stuff, but his name is really." wolf 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 and gave like mm-hmm. five explanations about like what lupin means also the word lupinus can mean moon thus wolf is so many things
3: his uh mother's maiden name is howl
0: oh really it's
3: h-o-w-e-l-l oh
0: my goodness JK. he was just like
3: you just meant to be a werewolf like That's- if you met that person <laughs> in real life And you're like, how are you not Wolfman? I don't understand.
0: (laughs) That's also the fun thing that JK can do with magic. This is what makes me trying to guess things so hard is that I have no idea what's happening next. So you can lay things on super thick and – Unless you're very astute, which maybe you were able to do, or people who know a lot of stuff about wolf mythology would be like, wait a second, I see it. But you can lay stuff on super thick and then no one will get it. And then looking back after you know it, you just think, oh my goodness, it was right there.
3: I mean, buddy, I was like nine when I read these books. (laughs) So I didn't know shit. I mean, I knew a little bit about mythology, but I didn't know like, ah, yes, Remus, Lupin. (laughs) Welcome to episode
0: one of Spirits. It's me, Julie the issue of oh man adorable <laughs> well Julia thanks so much for being on these episodes way back in the day it was very fun this was this was a good time where you were the first of this but it kept happening where I would have multitude people on that I didn't really know at the time and then I feel like being on Potterless kickstarted the friendship which was really mm. cool and now look how far we've come now I know hanging so out far. and talking regularly Heck so yeah. thanks for being on back in the day thanks for bringing a new perspective to the series and thanks for coming on you know
3: for this little look back episode of course it was my pleasure yeah
0: and I'll be chatting with you multiple times because you are a return guest
3: yes I'll see you at Order of the Phoenix yeah
0: should be good I'll see you later
3: All right, thanks Mike thank you
0: hey editing Mike here that's going to be the end of this look back episode I hope you enjoyed thank you so much for listening and as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter as they look back fondly upon their past work for the past couple of years a wizard on If you're all caught up on Potterless and you're looking for more podcasts to check out, I highly recommend listening to the other shows from Multitude. Multitude shows include Horse, Spirits, Join the Party, and our new show for Multicrew members, Head, Heart, Gut. Multitude shows cover a wide range of topics, but they're all centered on people talking about the things that they love and being passionate about them. So if you enjoy my passion towards Harry Potter now, me overcoming my grumpiness, you will enjoy that passion of all the Multitude podcasts. And if you want to learn more, you can head to multitude.productions. Potterless was created by McShubert. It is hosted by McShubert. It is edited Edited by Schubert. It is produced by Mick Schubert as well as Vicky Garcia, Aaron Johnson, Jesse Horgan, Natalie Cloberchar, Klausur Lopu, Frank Chioto, Marchismo, Samantha Rose, Juan Sonphelio, Abita Med, Rosemary Dajemie, Lisa Sikin, Romina Rivadene, Camille Doc, Russell Dunk, Audra, Eleanor Curlin, Sidney Cawther, Ross and Batamana, Nikita Power, Taylor Armstead, Ali Madsen, Amelia Krauss, Sean Montag, Sarah Nink, Ben Silver, Rachel Guthrie, Zachary Polito, Orchid Grower, Vivian Owl, Takari Arant, Healy Hastings, Moster, Angelina Wither, Ross Marie Heisa, Alex Basholta, Brian Williams, Caitlin Sullivan, Grace Rickles, Arul Paneda, Ingon Oddstater, Mari Wynn, Alex Consolver, John Codker, well Basile, Tao, Emily Tyrell, Robin Fernandez, Will Barrington, Liz Bigelow, Mariah Noah, Brandon Pickens, Sarah Enslin, Claire Spencer, Rory Collier, Gloria Gillum, Sarah and Patrick Donifon, Ellie Cap29, Hallie Bowen, Veronica Bartova, Kevin Harnoy, Lotta Bartova, Noah, Tracy Toya, Colleen, Jennifer Marklu, Friday J. Svedson, Ivor Peterson, Naomi Guglielmo, Tyler Lashawsa, Marathon, Heather Fleischman, Vera Coltham, Carrie D. Bagson, Andrea Crock, Elisa Grieven, Lynn Walker, Cameron Watkins, Justin Montero, Christine Saunders, Jacob Parrish, Toothless Walnut, Maya Gray, Mark Body, Polly Burge, Surgeon Than Megupton, Neta Atabani, Tumnus Moran, Remy Fontaine, Sferly, Sarah Shecker, Nona VM, Xena Rosnowski, Colleen Mage, Harlan Haskins, Sheldarb, Noelia, Addie, Brian, Jenny Campione, Nikki Harris, Kara Hamilton, Dorcas, Courtney Hemwood, Kine, Amanda Alfred, Sabrina, Alicia McLaren, Kafir Shaltiel, Lindy Placky, Martha Madueno, Benjamin Desmond, Skymert 6, Sarah Shedder, Peter Vostanak, Marta Morrison, Stephanie Magnuson, Justine Wade, Aaron Richter, CJ Ochoco, Eileen Gazesh, Violet Sullivan, Kat Yowell, Lindsay Towning, Fielding Lee, Keegan Curran, Miranda Manning, Gail Ann, Mr. Folk, Heather McMillan, Adam Bryan, Christina Walton, Maya, Zachary Davis, Kieran Heaven, Callahan Andares, Christy, Lily Leader, Williams, Wire Warrior, 4976, Floor Sake, Cyrus. Skarsfjord, Georgia, Vilay Donner, Itzel Aime Ayala, Mitch Williams, Alvega, Peter Wyckoff, Candy Kane, Skyla Lily, Adele Ryan, Professor Threat, Kelsey Ulesian, Ellie Hoskov-Chova, Kelly Maynard, Aluban Akan Wande, Lena Karen, Daniel Fulkerson, Rebecca Todd, Lee Lili, Elizabeth Christopherson, Abby, Lika Faccio, Michael David Yordi, Nice Earmuffs Potter, did your mum make them for you? Cara Hoyer, Tiffany Cottrell, Kelly Ottilio, Nadia Vansgaard, Andrea, Courtney Telfer, Galactic Sparkle Cat, Carrie Crumpler, Jamie Kingston, Lissy, Camilo Garcia, Connie Bienkowski, Janet Noel De Mary Matille, Immo Jennifer Wendt, Mylan Ilstad, Johansson, Anastasia Blake, Jaden Allman, Nedry OS, Matt Barger, Riley Lane, Will Husser, Zephyr Lawrence, Artemis Peters, Brett Claussen, Connor Snell, Samantha Lenz, Kayla M. Simino, Lauren Wainwright, Aurora Fruhoff, Emma Clark, Hermione Snape, Liar Naka, Megan Dick, Out of Context 69, Liam McCormick, Malena Brandy, Marco Zepeda, Ella Robertson, Hannah Zeters, Courtney, Victoria McCormick, Marie Rieger, Ashton Gabrielson, steamed nuggets, can't I Potter? And yes, I can! Web design by Kelly Beckman, audio assistance from Brandon Grugel, and the music is by Bettina Kompamanez. If you want to find Potterless on social media, you can at facebook.com slash Potterless, twitter.com slash Potterlesspod, instagram.com slash Potterlesspodcast, and reddit.com slash r slash Potterless. For any and all information about the show, you can go to Potterlesspodcast.com. For bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash Potterless, and for merchandise, you can go to bit.ly slash on. If you want to tell someone about the show or leave a review about it online, that helps so much, and thanks for listening. Until next time, as I say, in the and world of Harry Potter,
1: a wizard on!